from BetQL. Ready to roll. You heard the man that was Dan Campbell. Can't get enough of his sound bites on this show. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Joe Ostrowski, PJ Glasser, Aaron Hawksworth with you on this Football Friday, one of the last Football Fridays of the season. We're going to look at Lions at Niners. It's going to be 65, sunny, maybe a little clouds in San Francisco. Perfect weather for one Jared Goff, Joe. This spread at seven, well, I think there's like one or two sevens left. Seven and a half pretty much everywhere else. Total 51 and a half. Where are you at with this one? Are you betting aside? Uh, Yes, I am. Perfect weather for Brocktober, too. That's a big deal. Um, I, I know we were talking about, about golf. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Are, are they going to be back on that if they're in the Super Bowl? Probably. Um, yes. But, oh, God. But, yeah, no, that that's big. It's like, okay, the perfect conditions. Which quarterback does it help more? It seems like it's it's going to help both. Like, they both need that. And that's why people criticize them and just say these are just guys right they're okay they're okay when everything around them is perfect when they have all their weapons healthy when the weather's nice like that's the difference between uh part of the difference between the afc guys and and the nfc guys but um i'm with the betting market i'm surprised that we're at seven and a half at some spots not everywhere it seems like it's pretty much split down the middle we knew it was going to seven when it was six and a half earlier in the week but just now to go to seven and a half is Really interesting. It feels like everybody's on the same side. Everybody's on the favorites that where the money is respected. So is it going to come back the other way this weekend? I don't think so, but you would think there's going to be a lot of public money and just say, I like Mahomes as an underdog. I like the Lions getting more than a touchdown, remembering uh, what they did. I'm, I'm with TA like yesterday. The Debo stuff is overstated. There's people out there saying that it's it's now like like we mentioned seven and a half. There's people saying, well, if Debo's out, that number's going to come to five and a half. No, it's not. It's not coming down to five and a half from seven seven a juice seven seven and a half because of Debo. Like, come on, I know he's impactful, but that is just a ridiculous idea, and it's a pipe dream. If you're holding out hope that that's what happens, and then you're going to come in heavy on San Francisco. Because it's just not going to be allowed to, to go there. Because every time it drops, there's going to be sharp money coming in on San Francisco like we've seen all week. And bottom line for me, the biggest reason, the Lions defense, they've been outgained in both playoff games. They've given up over 400 yards in both playoff games. We're talking about 7.7 yards per play in that Rams one, six and a half in the Tampa Bay one. You can't keep playing in this in this fashion. And now you're going against shanahan in this game so i i just too many explosive plays allowed on defense and that's where the biggest mismatch is people can talk about san francisco's rushing defense has issues and it's a big strength for detroit and and i would combat that and say look at the state of the lions offensive line it is not what we've seen all year so that certainly mitigates uh, that advantage i'm all about the niners in this game Yeah, I like the Niners too, guys. I mean, in the regular season, when San Francisco was healthy, when they had all their guys out there, they played 10 regular season games against the NFC, 
and they won nine of those games by double digits, which is why I liked them last week against Green Bay. They only win that game by three. They were fortunate to win. But sometimes we see that with one seeds. And, you know, a bunch of those starters, they didn't play in three weeks. Green Bay did a great job of possessing the ball in the first half. And their best defense in that game was their offense and just keeping San Francisco off the field. I think the Niners' defense will play much better in this game. And to Joe's point, I mean, the Lions' pass defense is – it's just so bad. And against this Shanahan offense, I think it's going to be tough for them to get stops. Um, I- I'm going back and forth on whether or not I want to lay the number with Sam Fran. I do like them to win the game. Sometimes when we get games like this, guys, some of my favorite bets are just to do a parlay with the 49ers to win and then somebody to score a touchdown. So Niners to win, McCaffrey to score is minus 150. You got to lay some juice, but like, Feel pretty good about both of those things happening. For the Niners to win, Nayuk to score is plus 130. I like that as well. Um, like I was talking about a couple segments ago, when you lay a big number with the team and then they don't cover, and the next week you like them minus the points again, it's kind of tough to go back to that well, even though you kind of want to and you know it's probably the right side. So I'll stay away from that. Um, I like the Niners and Ravens this week in a money line parlay, minus 108, just parlaying those two together. That's probably my favorite bet of the week. I think both win. Uh, but I, I do like San Francisco. I just think it's a bad matchup for the Detroit defense. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. The Detroit defense, it's going to be a tough day at the office. I think the spread I may just pass on. I could see a situation where Jared Goff, you know, goes over his passing prop and there is a garbage time opportunity. I might even be looking at some Gibbs props because maybe later in the game he can, you know, break off some big runs. But I just don't see a situation, like I said yesterday, where the Lions win this game. But I'm probably just not going to touch the spread here. But yeah, I think there's some interesting props. One that we haven't really talked about is remember they signed Zach Ertz? think there's any chance he is in the game and scores a touchdown because that's plus 850 i was trying to find some other props probably hard to to put too much on Ertz, um but i think they're gonna be picking his brain um the one time he did play for the cardinals that he did play against the niners so dan campbell was saying that he's gonna try to see you know, what he could get out of Ertz from that perspective, even though that was a while ago and maybe you don't learn a ton from that. But the guy's got experience. So I wouldn't be surprised um, because of the injuries that they have at tight end that we do see Ertz in in some type of position. Maybe he gets a touchdown at plus 850. Yeah, I, I'm i looking at tight end on the other side. Uh, Kittle's, Kittle's the play. So when we talked about it earlier this week, it was 58 and a half. Now it's 61 and a half. The longest reception's going up by a yard. I like that one as well. Uh, 23 and a half. Uh, Kittle, in his last six games, his longest reception has gone at least 32 yards in, he, in five of those six games. So one broken play against this horrendous defense. I certainly see I see longest reception. I like the total yards. Probably going to stay away from the receptions. That's at uh, four and a half. He's usually somewhere around that number and you know pj you brought this one up yesterday it's interesting because with the with the debo news hanging in the balance this this is lined the iuk props are lined like debo's out or debo will be there and they're not going to throw to him 80 and a half he's never that high so 
I don't know. It makes me. It makes me wonder. So is is that line telling us that they don't think Debo's going to be out there, or even if he's out there, he's not going to matter in this game? I think it's a little of both, and I just think it's the way that the Lions' pass defense is played against these number one wide receivers. Because you're right, IU props are mostly in like the high 60s, low 70s, but when you just look at how some of the number one receivers have fared in these past four or five weeks, really this, most of the second half of the season against Detroit, that's why Ayuk's up there. Um, you know, I'm not scared of that 80 and a half. I think he has 100 plus this week, so I do like Ayuk. I also like Jamison Williams on the Lions side. Like, to me, this just feels like a Jamison Williams game. If you're going to attack the Niners on defense, the way to do that is their secondary down the field. Like, that's how you can get them. And that's where that's where Jamison Williams excels is his speed and his ability, you know, to catch balls deep down the field. So I like Jamo. I know that Amon Ra is going to be very popular. Laporta, we were talking with Noops. He was kind of going back and forth between Reynolds and Williams. I think Reynolds is going to be popular because he had a good game against the Rams. He caught a touchdown last week against Tampa. But I, I think Williams is the play this week. When I was looking at props, he was the first guy that I played. Anytime touchdown, receiving yards, longest reception, like, I, I'm all in on Jamison Williams this week. So, hmm. you know, this was a former first-round pick for Detroit. They traded up to get him because, you know, they wanted a speedster, a burner in a game like this. So I uh, I certainly think they could target him. I like him. I like all his props this week. The Niners' defense is just so good. I have a hard time figuring out, like, Lions props here. <laughs> like I, know. I did bet earlier in the week Goff over his passing yards at 255 and a half. But it's tough because I mean we keep talking about the garbage time situation. So if if that happens, I could see a situation where some of these guys go over their props through the air or on the ground, but so tricky too. Like with so many different weapons, how the Lions are gonna be successful. Against this golf interception defense. or Purdy, Purdy. I'd rather go golf, but you're going to pay the price. Purdy's plus money to throw a pick at home, which looks like perfect conditions against a weak secondary. So probably not all that appealing. The golf one, though, outdoors, maybe I could see it. Yeah. And if they're minus trailing, he's going to have to 50. I saw minus 134, and, and that's kind of high. He's going to have to keep on passing. Like, he's probably going to end up with like 50 attempts or something like that. If they are trailing throughout. Yeah. I was looking at like well, a Niners that... defense, anytime touchdown at plus 500 like that kind of going along those lines of like a golf pick. And we know San Francisco is looking to take the ball to the house, right? I mean, Drake Greenlaw should have just gone down. He was trying to score. So um, I was looking at that. I love interception props in a game like this, especially with a team like Detroit, who's probably going to be trailing and need to throw the ball golf threw the ball like 43 times last week. And they were, winning or they were tied that entire game against Tampa. So maybe that's it. Golf over pass attempts, even money, 36 over 36 and a half. There's a plus mm-hmm. like, five out there too. Maybe yeah, that's like better that. than the interception because those are kind of correlated. <laughs> it's a classic Aspen Niners defense slash special teams touchdown last as last touchdown, 25 to one. Like that's, Yes, right? sir. If it's a blowout. That's what I'm saying. Last yeah. touchdown. That's a at good 20, one. 25. Is that a bad number, Paul? Or is it just that's pretty hey? standard. I feel oh, like okay. like it's, yeah, it doesn't. 
it's I don't think you're usually getting like 40s or anything. I, that's pretty much where you are with that. Um, maybe you you get a 30 somewhere. But yeah, I, I was thinking about that earlier, kind of like a, well, it's a sack scoop and score late, pick six, <laughs> and just like, you know, they're already down 10 points, two touchdowns, and it turns into a 20-point loss or something like that. Yep, I can see that. Um, is anybody, the Lions side is difficult. Like, I've made the case for Gibbs Montgomery. One of them is probably going to score. Good luck picking which one. But they're trailing by a lot. Like, if you believe that the game script is going to be a negative one for the Lions so much, it's like, why would you make that bet? I mean, I guess you do it because it's around plus fifty, plus 150 for both guys. But still, it's, uh, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Would you guys do anything with either of the field goal kickers in this game? Like Shanahan has proven time and time and again, he's ultra conservative <laughs> in the playoffs. Yeah. I feel like if you like Detroit, you know, if you like Detroit, you might have to take like Jake Moody over one and a half field goals and even money just because, you know, San Francisco is going to move the ball up and down the field. But if they're going to win or going to keep it close, they need that game script that they did against the Rams where they're just keeping them to field goals in the red zone. So if you like mm-hmm. the Lions plus the points, I think that correlates to the Moody field goals. The Badgley one is tougher just because I think Campbell is going – he's already as is. I mean, one of the most aggressive coaches on fourth down, but especially in a game like this, he knows he's going to need touchdowns if they want to beat the Niners. So maybe not so much for Badgley, but certainly for Moody. And I think if you like the Lions plus the points, like that that's the way they cover this spread because they're not going to be able to stop the, uh, San Francisco. Like the Niners are going to be able to move the ball. So if they keep the game closed, I think it's got to be it's got to be the kicker. I think Moody would be the play over the one and a half field goals. One and a half, yeah. Yeah. He has um he has not had more than two attempts since October wow. when he missed two or three kicks wow. against Cleveland. So yes, Shanahan is conservative. You're right, especially in the playoffs, but but well the reason is why? Cuz they're so efficient on offense. They just score touchdowns all day. Yeah, they're not true. stymied in the red zone much and the the question is is, is this Lions defense going to do that that's where my hesitation would come into play but i i had the same thought it's going to be great conditions kicking conditions that if he wants the three go ahead and take it is anyone doing anything with the total of 51 and a half i found no. it interesting that the lions team total is 21 and a half so that would mean that you know, you think the Niners are going to score 30 plus points if it's going to go over. I, if anything, I'd might bet Lions under the team total, but I probably yeah. won't play it. Not doing anything with the total. Same. No. Yeah, that, that number feels about right. If anything, I would take a Niners team total over 29 and a half. Like that's, that's the play I would make, but I have nothing on the, on the full game total. PJ Glasser, thank you so much for being with us on this Football Friday. You can check him out on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Up next, NFL Awards finalists are out. Hello, Paul. We'll see which of our tickets are alive and what, if any, lessons were learned.